Ready? Are you ready? Ready, Freddy. Look what it did. No, I know. That I expected. Okay. Nothing's been working today, but here we no. are. Let's well, try to make this happen. Well, what do you mean nothing's been working? <laughs> we've been trying to start a podcast for an hour now, and we've had every technical mishap possible. Yeah, almost. But here we are. Um, but yeah, we're here, and uh, we're recording on Twitch. So if you guys want to tune in and watch us do this, you're welcome to do that. I'm under Derek Corval on Twitch. Um, I usually also stream from my Instagram, but I don't have my phone on me right now because our living room television decided to die today. And so the kids are watching a movie on my phone. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah, here we are. And uh, we're in a basement. Yes. We're in our basement. This as is you our can new see, permanent studio. As you can see, it's coming along. It's half finished. It Painted looks really walls. good down here. We got to do the carpeting and the trim. But yeah, we're on a temporary carpet right now, but the room's looking really otherwise, good. Otherwise, you know, it's starting to look pretty good. Yeah. So that's what's going on with the with the room. Um, and I'm really excited for the second half of our story because we've never put our whole story down in one place yeah um and so i hope we're, we're, we're kind of making it make sense to you guys the listener i hope that you're able to trek along and um i hope that it i i don't know i hope it can be uh not inspiring in a way but i guess just sharing a different i don't know perspective of how relationships work out sometimes sure so, i don't know how have you felt about sharing our story so far i'm glad that it's on record that's that's cute (coughs) i'm glad i'm glad we're putting it out there somewhere it is one of my all-time favorite stories um to share and it's one of it's something that no matter how much my faith has changed in the last eight years which it has changed a lot um something that i've always gone back to is the fact that i've never felt i've never felt more positive about or more sure i guess about anything in my life than our story and how it came about and how clear, 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 clear the words and the affirmations I got during that time of my life um, gave me no doubt whatsoever of at least one thing, of at least that there's a God and there's divinity, um, that there's some sort of divinity. Even if I, I, I later reached a point in my faith where I kind of threw everything out the door, you know, church and Bible and religion and all of that, um, and the one thing I could not explore, the one thought process I could not kind of work out was um, kind of the idea of atheism, you know, that there isn't a God uh, because of our story. Yeah. I've never felt so spoken to and directed by someone higher than myself than through the story that we're going to share. We've yeah. been sharing. So where did we leave off? Uh, so we left off at the part where we weren't friends i kind of broke up our friendship because i thought that you liked me which was a terrifying idea for someone who wanted to swear off romance completely uh but there was so much uh draw to to you as a person and i guess i never thought that a relationship could look like just having a person you really enjoyed hanging out with i always thought there had to be like that love at first sight, those constant butterflies, those like just romantic feelings or like physical desire. Um, but really it started out so like I just genuinely like loved you as a person. Like I loved hanging out with you. Um, and when I felt like you 
when I thought that was going somewhere, I guess I was okay with the friendship. But when you told me you didn't like you, I said, well, then I guess we can't be friends anymore. And much of the direction and the guidance of my mom on that one. Mm. But what was, uh, what, how have you felt about everything we shared? So what's, what's kind of your quick recap? Uh, okay. So we both went to college and we were loving our friendship, but we got in an argument because I wasn't thinking about my actions and how they could have been portrayed by a single woman, <laughs> which is is classic me. Don't put yourself down. You were no, just you no. were just enjoying a friendship. And I didn't... was having a good time with a friendship, just not thinking about being a tease. I guess. I you know I was thinking about our story the other day while I was driving, and I was thinking to just a guy who's not thinking about what he's doing he's just doing well when when like remember we'd go to a restaurant and you'd sit next to me and we'd go and we'd, yeah. we'd go and uh, we'd drive somewhere with a group of people and you'd sit in the passenger seat and if we were hanging out in a crowd you'd be closest to me remember all those things that like you would do constantly yeah. like singling me out all the time i thought it was, this made me smile the other day because i thought it was pretty cute that as a guy who's not thinking about how his actions would be perceived your natural like gut instinct was to say oh i like her i'm gonna go to her right well I was treating you like a, a a guy. I was treating you like a guy friend. Like, just you're like, oh, like, I just want to hang out. Like I if you if you were to, to categorize all the people that were around us, either at the restaurant or in the car, I'm guessing I was the person. I you like hanging the most. out with you most more than anybody else. But which is so cute to think about. It was so innocent that he was just yeah. like, oh yeah, her. I like her. It, it I it, it was innocent. It was innocent. It was very um, innocent. But it was. But still, I, I was playing with your emotions. Unintentionally. I would say. Unintentionally, but still, I was playing with your Maybe emotions. Maybe innocently and slightly ignorantly. Yeah. <laughs> but we got in this argument, and essentially, we couldn't be friends anymore because yes. I was playing with your emotions, and I took that pretty hard. So I just cut you out totally. Not rudely, though. Not rudely, but totally. Yeah. Kind of like you'd cut out you know, a job that you hate. Yeah. And you finally quit. You're like, yeah, I'm done. Don't with have that. any, anything to do with that place anymore. Uh, so that's what I did for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. It was two or three weeks probably. Two, yeah. And yeah. Two or and three again, weeks. We saw each other every day, everywhere, all the time. And it was cordial. I, I wouldn't call her out and make a scene or anything. And, uh, you wouldn't make a scene. No, or no, no. Neither of us. We were totally like respectful of each other. This is something I will say to anyone who's dating now. Uh, this is like one of the greatest pieces of advice I learned. It still makes me swoon when I think about it or when I see it in a movie or portrayed in a book. The intense level of respect a man will give your will, will give you even in a situation he's not happy with. So like I told Garrett we can't be friends and he hated that. But the level of respect and just personability, his friendliness in respecting my desires, even though it meant cutting out, like you later told my brother, your, my, my brother, your, I was your best friend on campus, right? The, mm -hmm. the best friend. Even cutting out your best friend, the level of respect that I got, that even though there was desire to have a friendship, you respected me over your desire. Right. Like when I, like it just, I think it made me like, almost angry with you that you were being so nice because it would have been easier to cut you out if you were being a jerk but since it was just such an innocent respect on what I said it 
it made me like him so much more, which made me hate him so much. I never hated you. It made me frustrated with the situation so much more. I was like, ah, Some why does he have to be say, such a nice guy? Well, I tell myself I'm too nice. I'm too nice <laughs> for this world. Just too nice. But regardless, after a couple of weeks, what happened? Yeah, so I, up until then, was the only person who knew that he liked somebody, and he told me who it was, and I even had a couple people ask me who you liked, because they thought it was me, and I was like, no, it's not me, and they're like, oh, who is it? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't betray your trust on that one, and a couple weeks later, I was, I was just leaving the dining hall. You were just showing up. We passed each other in the stairwell, and I was heading up to my dorm, and so I got to one floor above you when these other girls came into the stairwell. And they were like, oh, Garrett, you're like, have you asked her out yet? And I remember, like, I was just shattered when I heard that because I, up until that point, I was the only person that knew you liked someone and who it was. And now three weeks later, like, these other, like, some, like in my opinion, like, just nonsensical girls, like, these girly girls on campus, they're, like, swooning over, like, you asking this girl out. And I was like... I was the only one that knew that. I was like his confidant in that. And now just like any old girl on campus knows you like someone and who you like. And that really hurt me. Like that was really upsetting to me that I like completely at my request lost such like friend status with you that now other people know that privileged information. And so I remember being very upset. And um, I... It was like sometime in November, but the weather was decent. And I went outside and we had this big grassy area behind our school that was like this big open grassy area. And I remember I walked out there alone and I sat in the grass and I was, um, I guess I would have been crying if I was that emotional. I felt like I was crying inwardly. And I remember I sat down in the grass and I was like, God, it's not fair. It's not fair that I came to school and it's not fair that I got distracted by a guy that's like a genuinely good guy. Like this isn't just some romantic fling. This isn't me just being like overly emotional. Like this is genuinely a good person that I've really enjoyed, like a friendship that's benefited me and changed me and challenged me and a friendship that's like one of the greatest friendships I've had and I I lose it because this is supposedly the right thing to do to break up this friendship with him and yet it's hurting me so badly and it's it just I don't like this it really I just remember pouring this out to God and being so real and so raw and so frustrated and as plain as day as if the words were spoken like like audibly and I'll never I never once have doubted these words they were so clear it was that God's saying, like, you you can be friends with Garrett. Like, that's okay. And I sat there dumbfounded to have, like, such an audible response from God on such a petty issue. If you think about it, if, like, God really exists, the God of the universe, right, divinity, to, like, give me, give my heart, like, this guilt-free, like, re this release of guilt from being your friend. It was so clear. It was so, like, relieving and so beautiful to hear because that was not what I was expecting to hear. I was expecting to hear some christian response of like you know oh carry this burden and you're doing the right thing and following god isn't easy or whatever it was so clear and so real and i remember just looking up and i was like oh like really like is this is this true or is this me tricking myself here and then the other words that came that were just as clear is but you're not supposed to be in a relationship right now and I was like, that's fine. That's fine. I'm too scared and emotional and freaked out to be in a romantic relationship right now. But, oh, thank God I can be his friend, right? And I, I sat there and I really kind of 
you know, worked it, worked it out, worked it out in my heart, in my head. I went back to my dorm room. I immediately grabbed my computer and we used to chat all the time on Facebook chat or even Skype chat back then. And I immediately chatted to you and I was like, hey, um, I'm sorry about breaking up our friendship the, the, uh, the last couple of days or the last couple of weeks. And I don't know. I feel better about things. I don't know how I worded it back then. But I was like, you know, can we be friends again? And what was your response to that? And how did you feel about receiving that? Uh, I didn't want you to feel like I was playing with your heart, but how did you feel? No, I didn't feel like you were playing with my heart. I was just happy that I could have a friend again. <laughs> I, I never I, asked you this. Did you make friends those two I weeks? I did. Yeah, I and did. How, and how were those couple weeks with, without be, my, me being your friend? It was fine. It was fine because I thought that that was it. It was over. Aww. So... I was ready to just keep going because nothing had happened between us. So if you don't want to be my friend, then you're out of my life. That's just the way it is. It's like yeah. I have no control over that. So why would I waste time feeling down? Aww. You know? Yeah. Like, why would I do that? So I was really excited and happy that you had a change of heart. That's so, did, so. Did you come back to our friendship with any reservation or any no, second doubt? No, nothing like that. Because I was already, I was protecting myself. You were already been protecting. I was yourself. already protecting myself. Um, Even beforehand. Yeah. Protecting yourself from what? Uh, falling in love with the wrong person. That's right. You said you came to school very cautious, yeah. right? Very cautious. I did come to school cautious. Okay. So I was worried about falling in love and getting hurt. So I didn't want any part of that. Yeah. So I was relieved and happy that you wanted to be friends again. So that was great. You know, like we were friends and we could hang out and we could talk and and have conversations and eat together at, at the lunch at yeah. the lunchroom. And um, it was it was really great. So we finished out the semester like that. And I think I think my brother had come down to visit me at school. A friend had come down to visit me. I think even my sister, maybe so, uh, some people in in my home life had been able to meet you at that point. We finished out the semester and I took Garrett and a friend back to my house for uh, one night at the beginning of winter break because the friend that Garrett was staying with lived a little past me in New York. And so me taking them to my house was getting them a lot closer to their house. And so that's how that worked out. So you guys randomly came and stayed at my house. And I remember you kind of met my mom and you met my dad and everybody, like especially my sister, they were all like, hey, we like Garrett. Like Garrett's really cool. Like, do you, you know, we, do you like Garrett? Does Garrett like you? And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's nothing there. I promise you. I swear to you. There's nothing there we're good okay i was almost angry when people would bring it up because i'm like no we're just friends my mom wanted me to give you a christmas <laughs> do you remember this christmas I gift? <laughs> and i wrote you the most here is a gift from a friend because we're friends and it's only a friend gift because that's what we are as friends you remember yeah. that card <laughs> tiptoeing on eggshells <laughs> it was the most embarrassing card because i didn't want to give you a christmas gift because i didn't want it to seem like we were more than friends sure Anyway, so uh, over that Christmas break, you had decided not to bring your phone with you or any source of media. So we didn't talk for those whole, whole four weeks. Yeah. So Christmas break came around and I was going to go back home, back to Oregon. I couldn't afford the ticket, so I decided to stay at the dorms. A friend of mine 
said, come, come to my place. And I was like, no, I don't want to go to your place. I don't want to be a burden. And he's like, no, 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 come stay at, stay at my place. It's like, uh, okay. All right. It's better than being alone in a dorm on Christmas, I guess. So I went to his place in this t- small town called Lockport. Um, and did you think about me at all during that, that break? I did. I thought about you a lot. Did you? I didn't even and know this that. Is like, this is like the beginning stages of me falling in love, I would say. Oh, that is so cute. So being in Lockport, it's a small country town in upstate New York on the canal. And there's nothing to do. And break was like three or four there's weeks long. There's nothing to do. And not only is there nothing to do, winter in upstate New York... Is miserable. Is miserable. So on top of there being nothing to do, you don't even want to go outside. So I would chop wood <laughs> the whole time. The family got this huge delivery of wood because they heated their house via furnace. And I just split wood to the point where the family was like, hey, you're you're doing way too much. Like you're always out there. And I'm like, there's nothing else to do. Um, but it was very, very nice for them to open their house to me. I felt very loved and Christmas came and I got this gift Yeah. and I opened it and, and you I read, read my the card, card. <laughs> and there were a couple like odds and ends. Yeah. You know, it was mostly my mom remember. who picked maybe it all like out, a, but she was like bound like and determined to give Garrett a gift something. for Christmas. But I felt very loved because I didn't have anybody. I was way away from my house way away from my mother and my brothers and you were surrounded by people you'd only known for a few months yeah so it was it was like fish out of water you know but i got this gift from you guys and i just felt so loved and i was thinking like i didn't get a gift from anybody else at davis oh i got I a gift from that. elena and <laughs> elena's mom so so cute i wasn't using my phone no, the whole time weren't. and it was a flip phone anyway but i wasn't using my phone the whole time no you had that droid right no it was a qwerty keyboard one. Oh, oh okay it was it was qwerty yeah but yeah as soon as as soon as that break was over i was i asked my friend to On borrow the drive his back phone to school it was like a three-hour so drive. that i could text you and tell you all about the gift and about my time and that's what I did. I just started texting you, and it was great. It was like... That was the first oh, person you like, thought of. <laughs> I could finally text you, like, tell you all about the gift and how it was. Because who else am I going to tell about my experience, my Christmas experience with people I don't know? You know? I, I wasn't that close to anybody else on campus. Yeah. So it's like, let's talk to you. That's you know? so cute. So I remember I was out. Uh, he was going back to school a week before me. Uh, I think his friend had like an intensive or something. So I was out with my sister and I get this text and it was like, hey, it's Garrett. I'm on so-and-so's phone. You know, we're heading back to school. And I like my poor sister, nothing else mattered. In those three hours, I had your undivided texting attention. Yeah. And that is all I did. I like went to the bathroom for a long time. I sat in my car. I was like, oh, it was so sad. I blew my sister off. I don't think it was sad. But <laughs> I had a great time. He's You're blushing even now. It's so cute. Um, anyway, so yeah, I was so, so elated to hear from him. We hadn't talked all winter break. 
and I was going to go back to school a week later. And so you texted. The, I don't even know what we talked about, but your text was all that mattered for those three hours. And then um, I got to school a week later. And I remember I messaged you as soon as I got on campus. And I was like, I used the words, hey, I want to see you. Let's get together. And so being classic, like we only hang out in groups, we gathered up a group of people and we all walked down to the mall. But I don't even remember who was in the group. You were the only person that mattered. So. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think we were falling in love at this point. Yeah, I. I it was at a point. I think our relationship was at a point where I started to be more careful around you with the things that I say and how close I might have been to you because I was like, okay, I care about this girl and I'm starting to fall in love and you have to be careful because she might not want to return the favor. Because like I said in the last episode, like Christian girls can be very reserved. Yeah. You know, like they can kind of play cold. And then once you're once your shot is done, it's done. Mm. So I'm like, well, maybe I should keep my distance, play coy. I don't know. I remember my biggest dilemma was that he it was still this huge problem with me because he did. You you told me you still liked this, this other girl. Mm -hmm. And when we within like the first two weeks of getting back to school, you were going to ask her out for a date. Yeah. And I don't and I know. Did. I don't know why. I think it was just following through with what you thought would be. Yeah. A relationship. Well, OK, so. I'd never been in a relationship before and I didn't know really what to look for. So Not like the really. idea of being in a relationship with like a best friend didn't. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't know what I didn't know what to look for. And this girl. She, liked, she was very similar to you. She That's liked anime. Sure. Yeah, yeah. She liked horror movies. You guys had a lot uh, of video games, interests. manga, and I was I was all about it. So I I thought, oh, maybe we would get along. Yeah, because we like a lot of the same things. Right? So that's what we did. You know, we went on a date, and uh, it didn't go anywhere. The date was like it wasn't like really a date date I, though, right? No. So like, there's a big difference between being in a relationship and going on a date. Like you just asked. Her I for just coffee. asked. I just asked her for coffee. Yeah, and, on the school so campus we, cafe. Yeah, so we went to coffee, and I started asking her about anime and video games, and it was all like one-word answers. Really? I yeah, basically one-word answers. I don't. Okay. I I would say, "What's your favorite anime?" Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I don't remember you saying that. I do remember you being like, that didn't go anywhere, though. And I'm like, oh, well, what about video games? Do you like video games? Yeah, you know, I like Capcom. Okay. And I'm like, well, okay. being Garrett's friend at this exact time, the, I loved our friendship. I loved how easily we could talk, how easy it was to hang out with him. And the, there's a part of my heart that still had so much pain in it because all I could imagine was one day not being able to be his friend because he was going to end up with someone else. And I, I just, it, it made... It shattered my heart at the thought of you being with someone else. I, w I probably would have been that person that stalked you, even to this day, to see how your life was going with this other person when I just wanted to be with you. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it had even clicked yet that I, I wanted to romantically like be with you. I just was like, oh, I just, I, I don't know, like your friendship and everything to me. So um, yeah, within the first week or two, he asked her out. And I remember uh, I was trying to, I was dying to know how it went. I was just dying to know how the date went. And my best friend had come to visit and the three of us were going somewhere 
And I remember you got in the backseat of the car and I was like, hey, how'd it go with so-and-so? And you're like, eh, you know, that's not really going going anywhere anymore. That's over. And I remember I was driving and I probably got the dorkiest smile on my face because I was like, he's not like thinking about her anymore. Like maybe he will think of me. Like that means like the door is open, but I'm like, not, not now, Elena, like not now. I'm not supposed to be in a relationship right now, but like inwardly my little child was like screaming inside. I was just happy there was no more barriers between us because I felt like she was a big barrier. Do you, so you remember that, that period of time? I do. And then what happened afterwards? That was probably the end of January. I think we just started going down the road of being in love. Well, no. No. What what happened in February? Well, I say that we started going down the road of falling in love. Okay. But I don't think either of us knew it. Well, I I think I knew it. I think I I I finally knew it. I didn't know, but... I think when when I realized you weren't going after her anymore... I think I, I finally confessed well, to myself that I, we just, I wanted it to be we me. We just were falling in love with each other, learning about each other, learning about our likes and dislikes, what moves you as a person, what inspires you as a person. And I was looking inwardly at myself to say, well, what can I do to continue this excellent friendship? And there was this night that I was working for, for this guy who ran blood for the Red Cross. I was I was working alone. It was like midnight, and I was praying to God. I was essentially just having a dialogue with him. And God told me that, how do I word this? I was telling God that my relationship was excellent with you, that I was having an excellent friendship, and... I was why, just why reflecting you, on Why it. were you talking was about me? Why, why were you mentioning me? It was me? great. It was a great relationship. <laughs> so it's like, God, this is awesome. This is an awesome relationship. And this whole time it hadn't clicked with you that like we should get together. No. Up until no. that moment. It just it still didn't click all. with you. Not oh at my all. God. Um, boys are so funny God sometimes. God was saying, you know, God responded, which he, he, gave, he, he, he gave me this wonderful response. He's like, I want you to tell her that you're going to wait for her for the rest of your life. So like it, that message from God was basically like, a, oh, she's your romantic partner, right? Yeah. Kind of like bridge basically, that gap between basically friendship and Basically God's and like, this is what I want. I want you guys to be together. And I want you to initiate that. Oh my I God. want you to tell her that you're going to wait for her for the rest of your life. And <laughs> I was like, God, what, what does that mean? What happened when you went from only thinking of us as friends to only th- to then thinking of us like married? It was it dating? was almost like a car accident in my brain. <laughs> I was chugging along just fine, and this thing came out of nowhere and stopped me in my tracks, and I couldn't go forward anymore with our friendship without telling you what God told me. Now, so anyone it was, it was, would accuse you of pulling those words out of your butt. Yeah. Those sound like pretty crazy words. I'm sure. going to wait for you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's a doofy thing to do. So I didn't want, I didn't want to come across as thirsty either. Like, like one thing I said in the first episode is like, you know, people can come across as thir- thirsty, especially Christian girls. Or desperate, maybe, um, right? Yeah, desperate, thirsty, whatever. I didn't want to come across as like, I'm just trying to speed run 
our relationship. Oh, I'm just let's trying get married to, tomorrow. I'm just trying yeah. to get into a relationship because I don't know. I want sex or I want emotional support or yeah, I just yeah, need yeah. a punching that bag or whatever. Like, I, I didn't want to come across that way. So I knew I had to be tactful in what I was saying, but I didn't want to tell you because I loved our relationship too much and I didn't want to ruin it. So how did it feel to suddenly consider us as like dating partners, romantic It partners? made sense. It made sense. It made so sense. Suddenly it was like that yeah, light bulb. Like, like, oh, it makes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Duh. But <laughs> am I man enough to go through with it? Well, I, I, do I have the courage to put my heart on the table like that remember months before after cultivating this great relationship we had this huge argument because you said you didn't like me yeah so exactly. now you're turning on those same so words I'm like, well okay that... and so i told god that i wasn't going to do it because that's a very uncomfortable thing to do and that's a very crazy thing to say to a girl but what's the alternative be my friend forever the alternative is just bury my feelings and just keep being my and friend keeping your friend and maybe eventually we start to distance from each other maybe you meet somebody maybe i meet somebody that was your alternative that's the alternative i think what god basically said to you was the most obvious decision well of all. so he was like he's like you're gonna wait for her for the rest of time until you're dead that is and such a weird like, way to put that he okay. could have just said he could have just like i feel like okay I don't know. I, that's every just time what you happened. Say, it just I'm just weird. saying that's just what <laughs> it happened. Just sounds weird to me. <laughs> and I feel like I could just be like, "Hey, like, ever think about dating?" Her? Yeah. And so I essentially was telling God no that I wasn't going to do it because it made me uncomfortable and I didn't want to ruin our friendship. And by the way, to those listening, this is how my relationship with God and Garrett's relationship with God with God had always been. Yeah. Like that, that's when I like an inner dialogue. God, it's just like this dialogue that I got and Garrett got like undeniable responses sure. to it's crazy so I, I for about a week or so i was like no i'm not gonna do it god you don't know you can't make me and from my perspective i would walk on campus and then you'd be there somehow well it was a tiny campus and you'd you'd be like hey you're acting strange <laughs> i remember hey that. you're acting weird <laughs> what's wrong tell me what's wrong and I'm like, and it was like that, su I, I, I talked about this earlier today when we were in the kitchen, but it's like that suicidal tendency song, institutionalized. I'm like, no, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about me. And you're like, oh, well, I bet you feel a lot better if you talked about it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. I'll figure it out. You know? And I remember then, those days that I felt so. But you just kept. You just kept bugging me. It was hurting me because I felt like you were pulling away from me. And I'm like, no. I didn't know what to do. Don't lose our friendship. I didn't friendship. know what to do. I was like, he's not talking and to me. And eventually, after about a week and a half, I said, I can't go on like this. <laughs> I can't. I can't go on like this. I need to tell her. And I had to kind of, I also think I was coming to terms with like celibacy. Because if it doesn't work for you. God's word is infallible. Oh my God. So I'm going to be single the rest of my life. Oh I had that God, running through my so head. Weird. So that's I'm like, so well, weird. I guess if it doesn't work out, then this is, I guess that's it. Best way to take God's word literally, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I guess I'm going to be single. And I mean, that cool. Okay. Single man. Um, so I arranged this plan that didn't end up working out very well. But yeah. 
Whoops. I got a friend of yours, of uh, of yours, yeah, to go up to your dorm room and fish you out of there. No, she didn't. She was waiting in the hallway. I was getting out of a class, and I think I had stayed up all night the night before too. Mm-hmm. And I got out of class, and I was heading up to my dorm because I was like, very tired. Yeah. And she was in the hallway, and she was she awkwardly stopped me and was like, "I think you should go." She was like, I was like, hey, what are you, you know, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, well, what are you doing? I think right. you should go outside or something. It was pretty uncomfortable. She, she tried to guide me in some direction, which I don't know why you couldn't have been. I don't know. I was too scared. I was too scared to be like, Where hey. did you meet me? Uh, I don't remember. That's weird. But I, I was. But I remember I was, she was involved, but I don't I remember. I was too scared to like face you and say, hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah, he was. I wanted. Kind of I wanted. Freaking out. I wanted it to happen naturally and it couldn't happen naturally by chance without you and I bumping into each other. Oh my God. <laughs> so uh, that was the logic. The logic was I can get her to lure you somewhere so that we can bump into each so other funny. so that we can have this conversation. And so you could randomly be like, oh, hey, by the way. Oh, yeah, by the way, this is what God told oh. me. Oh, never mind. Okay, I thought I bumped it. Uh, recording. Yeah, by the way, this is what God told oh, me. Oh, yeah, by the way, I so, need to tell you something. Yeah, I, somehow I lured you somewhere. And I was like, hey, let's go outside. We need to talk. Hey, we need to talk. Yeah. So we so went outside. We went outside in front of the library and I was really nervous. It was a beautiful, holding on it was to a this, beautiful blue day. Holding blue, on to the signpost. There was snow outside and he was clinging to this like this post, this like this lamp handicap parking post or, handicap, or, or whatever. He was clinging to it next to the driveway for like his life. Like he was clinging to this thing and it was super sunny and beautiful. I was um very i was pretty cold i remember because it was snowy outside and i was looking i was looking at him and he was like so freaking nervous i'd never seen i was nervous but i i had to be a man i had to have courage and tell a girl this like really stupid thing it it is a monumental (laughs) thing to tell a girl and it's almost irresponsible but i had to do it because this is the direction i got from the creator of the universe and when the creator of the universe says you need to do this he he orchestrated life as we know it and the concept of time i need to do this so (laughs) i told you i said i'd wait for you and i won't i won't stop waiting that's just the way it is and you asked me well what if we don't get together and I'd already thought about it, and I was like, well, that just means I'm single the rest of my life. That's just the way it is. That's such a weird I'm way I'm going to be single con- the rest there, of my life. For the longest time, I would not talk about this conversation with Garrett because it felt, and I think still kind of sounds so awkward, so it, weird. It's scary. It was and, very scary. And to anyone especially who doesn't, like, who, to like, if faith doesn't make sense to you, like, a faith or a conversation with God doesn't make sense to you, this must sound even stupider. Yeah. But... <laughs> And this is why it's a hard it's a hard conversation to talk about, but it was a pivotal and incredible moment of our relationship and of my life, really. Yeah. Because mine too. God had told me that I wasn't supposed to be in a relationship. And God somehow told Garrett that he was I he was supposed to be in a relationship with me. I feel like that's the first thing God told you, right? He says you're supposed that was the obvious. You're supposed to be in a relationship Basically. with Elena. Basically. And you just need to wait for her. Which I guess looking back, if you look at it that way we both got pretty similar direction from God. God told yeah. me not to be in a relationship right now. And you right. said to wait, but that you're supposed to wait for me. 
which I think is odd. Um, this moment, I remember, kind of flooded me with excitement. And mm, it's so hard to put words on. I was extremely excited. Uh, I felt great peace about it. I wasn't weirded out. I knew that that Garrett did have a relationship with God. We talked a lot about things that God had told us um, and how we spoke with God. And I more felt like that moment, more than Garrett speaking, I felt like God was speaking in that moment and saying, like, this is okay. Like, what's happening right now is okay. Just don't freak out and just keep going. And when I mentioned, especially in the last episode, how all my religious and reservations had really kept me, um, like, it, 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 all my religious reservations and purity culture had made me terribly, terribly afraid of being in a romantic relationship. I was afraid of liking someone. I was afraid of, oh God, I was afraid of kissing a guy and, and somehow sinning at the same time or being friends with a guy or getting emotionally intimate with a guy. I was afraid of all those things, which is why I was afraid of even ever being in a relationship. And somehow the fact that I had become really good friends with someone who was super genuine and really good friends with someone who also felt like like also talked to God the same way that I did uh the peace that I had in the in the idea of being in a relationship with you really surprised me because I didn't think I could have that kind of peace I felt like being in a relationship with someone or liking someone romantically um was just like it would feel sinful it would feel wrong because I think that's kind of what the church culture and purity culture that I grew up in had made it feel like to me um, and also just even my home culture, you know, my dad had always joked that like I wasn't allowed to date anyone till I was married. Right? right. So somehow marriage is OK and godly and being single is OK and godly. But those steps to get from one to the other are going to be sinful no matter what. So you better just like, you know, maybe just, I don't know, arrange marriage or something. And so the peace that I felt to actually comfortably consider being in a relationship with someone was something that I didn't think I would ever have because of the kind of the baggage and the damage that I carried from the church, you know? And so this is why I like to say that our story is a good example of how faith helped me through something that had ter had scared me, uh, something that religion had caused me to be afraid of, you know? And so that moment was very powerful to me that, that he said that. And then I felt so much peace about it. And I was trying to look at it from an outsider perspective. And so instead of being excited or, being like, oh, I, you know, I really like you and I'm glad, you know, because he didn't even, you didn't even say the words, I like you, right? I was too afraid. You didn't technically I was even too say that. You just said, God told me I had to wait for you. Any, I, any semblance of a romance, I wanted to avoid totally. Why? I didn't want to scare you any more than I already was. That's so funny. Because the idea of God telling us that we need to be together is one thing but saying i want to be with you oh god I, you're right i probably i probably would have flipped out that's another that's a totally different that's so funny thing. that's so funny you're Being right like, though hey like and then it's like you go home that night or you go to your dorm that night and you think well what would guy wants be to like be if, with me if he kissed me yeah oh yeah. i don't know if i can think about that you know, I know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have been so really like freaked out. It's like avoid romance. Just that is give her so the facts. Weird. Oh Tell my her God. what God did in your life. Like what You're God right. is telling you. Don't 
don't even touch on the fact that we're human beings that are capable of touching each other and kissing and talking. Don't go there. Physical intimacy. Don't go there. Those bad words. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so fun. Looking back now, just now it hit me. That makes more sense. Because yeah. if you had come to me and said, I like I you, knew. I, knew I, I would have lost my mind. I knew I couldn't do that. I would have probably put the brakes on or been like, never mind. We can't be friends. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Because I would have felt too guilty. Right. So that makes sense. If I had felt like it was God's direction, I would feel comfortable moving ahead with it. But if it felt yeah. like it was my, if it was driven by my physical wants or desires, sure. I would have felt guilty about it. That's so, so weird. what happened after that? Oh my God. Well, I remember, I remember like cross-examining you every possible way. Like just like, just yeah. even though I knew you as a person, I was really like vetting you as like, okay, well, what if this? Okay, well, what if this? Okay, well, what if this? Well, okay, well, what about this? And I remember you always had the most like innocent answers well, I was and the very most careful. genuine answers. I was very careful with like, my responses. No matter, and I would ask him the most ridiculous questions and he never, ever gave me answers that were like... Like you could tell he was trying to please me. It was just real genuine answers, yeah. which almost scared me more. I remember being almost scared more because I'm like, oh, my God, like if we're going to be together and he likes me, I can't like there's has to be wrong. Like somewhere along here, there has to be something wrong because this can't be real. And so I kept trying to like right. almost corner you with my questions. And you would always just be like, well, I mean, you know, and everything you'd said would be so genuine that it was like this could be real. This so actually be real. I believe that what God says he means. When okay. he says something, he means it. Yeah. So we were going our separate ways for the summer after the school year. Oh, hold on. Let me finish that ending. day, though. Let me finish that day. Okay, yeah. So that day, day, that day I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, I got, um, I need to pray about this. Like, I think that's how we ended the conversation. We talked for a little bit. And then I was like, all right, I got to get some sleep. I was up all night. Let me pray about this. Let's let's I have a couple more classes today later in the afternoon. Let's meet like tonight at the coffee shop. And we're like, OK, cool. So I didn't hear a single word in any of my classes. All I could think about was you. I was freaking out. I spent some time in prayer and I felt God's presence very, very close. I felt a lot of peace about this and I didn't feel afraid, even though I felt like romance would have was wrong in a way i didn't feel afraid and i think that god again this was another one of those moments where god's voice was very clear and god just was like hey like i gave you direction to wait you like not be in a relationship right now and i gave garrett direction to wait so both those two directions do not conflict with each other and i was like oh yeah. you know what you're right like that those do not conflict with each other so i guess god was like garrett's gonna do what i asked him to do and you're gonna do what i've said you know and that's just gonna move forward just move forward yeah and so we kind of started over the next week or two having these like crazy long conversations about the possibility of us having a future together and that was almost more than I could handle. I remember in one of our conversations, you mentioned the idea of being able to love me. You said it in a passing like, oh, I think it's important to like love or something. You said something and used the word love. Maybe you didn't say love. Maybe you said like. And I remember like my stomach like flip flopped and I kind of like freaked out for a second. Cause it's I a couldn't, scary thing. I couldn't believe that I was considering a romantic relationship with someone when that was something that scared me more than yeah. anything else it's a scary thing for for anybody yeah to and, get into and a so romantic relationship it's we, scary we couldn't stop talking 
uh, about our future. And we reached a point where there was nothing left to talk about. Every possibility of every any way a relationship could possibly work out and every possible outcome. Uh, and I remember one day God was just like, all right, so you kind of got to chill on the talking about like a future and just trust me and wait. And I was like, okay, mm. all right. So I said that to you. I said, we got to kind of stop like talking about us all the time because there's no us right now, technically, right? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well then let me just, God says we got to stop. And and you agreed with me. And then this is one of my, do you remember this particular story where we agreed to stop talking about us and then we went to that concert together? Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? Yeah. So we'd, we'd it was just, red, by the way. We saw red. No, no, no. That, that was no, late. Red that was, was a lot the later. Opener. No, no, that was a lot, lot later. This was a some tiny worship concert in downtown Binghamton. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like the lead singer of Jesus Culture. Uh, yeah. It was a tiny, it was, in, it was in a church, and we decided that we would stop talking. Beautiful church. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And had this upstairs balcony, and we had already agreed that we weren't supposed to talk about us anymore. We were just going to keep being friends that had a future of being together, but we weren't together now. It sounds weird. I know. You can, like, <laughs> you can judge us all you want. And I just loved the idea of us together. And so I remember we both went to the upstairs balcony. Do you remember this? Remember what happened? Yeah. What's it from your perspective? I feel like I'm doing all the talking. Well, we went up to the balcony and... We had agreed not I to talk. I don't actually remember. <laughs> I didn't think you did. I just wanted I to don't, see. I remember that night, but I don't remember we, what happened. So it was funny to me because this is how God works in my life. We kept, we went up to the balcony and I was like, so like, you know, what do you think the summer will look like? Or what do you want to do in the fall? Or like, you know, when do you think, you know, might be a good time? I don't know. I just kept talking, trying to talk about us. And every single time you went to answer one of my questions, which I had no, which I knew in the back of my mind. We weren't supposed to talk about this anymore. Every single time you went down to one of my questions, some bizarre interruption would happen. Like the music would play too loud or some friend from downstairs came up and inter like interrupted us or someone else out of nowhere just popped up on the other side of us or walked in front of you. Like we kept getting interrupted in the most bizarrest of manners. Do you remember that at all? I remember just sitting back in my yeah, chair that I night. Think, I think a, a student would interrupt us every so often. and It wasn't. It was every time you tried to answer me. Yeah. It was almost like a comedy sketch. And I remember sitting back in my chair and just laughing and being like, okay, this is not a coincidence. This is something I have to set aside for now. I just, for whatever reason, now here at Davis, at this moment, like we're not supposed to be talking and we're not supposed to be in a relationship, but we should be, continue being friends. And I know that also sounds crazy to somebody, but knowing how delicate and fragile my heart was in this whole romantic situation, I could not have moved any faster than we did. I probably would have like imploded. So yeah, that was how that next couple of weeks went. Go now, no, pick up where you were saying, how so we were anyway, looking into the summer. Yeah. So you were going your own direction. I was going to China for the summer. My own direction. I was going to spend was, most of the summer in China. I was going to volunteer at this wonderful camp in Oregon called Camp Moro and you were going to a school in China to teach English to and Chinese. You were kids. also doing that Nico thing. And I was also doing Nico in yeah. Oregon, which is excellent. It's an excellent outdoor program. But anyway, God I believe that what God says he means. So if God's saying that we need to wait, then theoretically if we don't talk to each other the whole summer, 
and we meet again when the school year starts, God will still have the same message like, hey, you guys should still be together. You guys are still supposed to be with each other. Yeah. You know, because my thinking was if we talk over the summer via text or otherwise, we're going to be distracted from the ministry that we're doing. And there's a potential that we'll kind of swoon each other and we'll emotionally, each other, yeah. emotionally be clouded by a romantic relationship. So we won't actually hear God's voice anymore. Well, you're skipping one one big step, though. Okay. A couple months. Uh, let's see. February 5th was the day he told me he waited for me, mm-hmm. which is we've celebrated that anniversary the last couple of years, too. Um, and March or April. Oh, we, yeah. I we knew the April. summer was coming. And I was like, well, if we are going to get in a relationship, we kind of got to figure out when because we're both going our own separate ways this yeah. summer. And so we both agreed that we would take a week and pray about this. Not talk about it, but for seven full days, I said, okay, today's, I think it was Wednesday. I was like, today's Wednesday. Next Wednesday, let's let's not talk about this until next Wednesday. And then let's get back together and specifically see what God told us through prayer. And so I remember praying about it over that week. And God gave me a very specific answer that I wrote down in my journal. And the answer God gave me was, you and Garrett should pursue a romantic relationship, begin a romantic relationship in August at the end of the summer. Right. And so we met back up in the coffee shop and I said, hey, what did God tell you this week? Right. And I voiced the same thing. Like, I I think I said, well, we could get together now or we could get together later. And I was like, but God told you, God told you were very me specific. That God told me that we should wait. Yeah. Until we get back for the school year, because if God's voice doesn't ever change, then when we get back together, God will still be telling us yeah. to be in a relationship. So that's so that that's where the idea came from, not to talk. Well, I was shocked that I had never really done this with anyone before. Because um, when you had said it to me then, I remember it was very specific. Like, oh, God told me we should wait till the end of the summer. That's what mm-hmm. you had said. And I was shocked that I we hadn't talked about it for a week, and yet we came back together and had the same exact, like answer and so for me that was also more confirmation that was like okay god's god's like speaking to both of us and we're still both on the same page this is cool like i remember feeling like this is really cool like this is a lot to uh it just had it had confirmation written all over it for me and then i don't i'm going to share one more little story because these are some of my favorite stories um uh, i might it was probably around the same exact time you had started to be a little bit bummed out it was before this conversation it was before the conversation on when we were going to start dating you would start to get a little bit kind of bummed out and a little like there was just something a little off with you and I I knew it and I said all right I remember I went on a run and I was like god like Garrett's acting a little strange and I'm really excited about where things are going or where they could go so you know what's going on and god was like well Garrett told you he'd wait for you and the summer is coming and you haven't given him any confirmation or any idea that you would wait for him. And again, this is this is how like much dialogue happens between me and yeah. God. This is like how real this was. And again, these words like they weren't coming from me. They were odd. They're outside of me, guidance and direction. And it felt so true. I was like, oh, my God, he told me he'd wait for me. He gave me this like incredible like like word from God like this promise 
And I never gave him any sort of idea. I would just cross-examine, cross-examine, cross-examine. And I never gave him any word of like, hey, I'll wait for you too. Like, I never said that. All I said is I'm not supposed to be in a relationship right now. But maybe in his mind, that could mean that when I go to China this summer, I come back with some boyfriend. Right. Like, how is he supposed to know that I'm committed to I remember that. the idea of a commitment? Because yeah, we, weren't, we weren't committed to each other, but we were committed to the idea of being committed yeah. to each other. It was weird. And so I remember the very next day we were um, we were hanging out and we happened to be alone in the in the boys dorm rec room basement. And um, I was like, hey, you know, I feel like God was telling me something. I got to share this with you. So I said, I'm sorry that you told me to wait for me and I never gave you any sort of confirmation or assurance that I would do the same thing. So I just mm-hmm. want to let you know that I will like I promise right now that. Until we we figure out what's going on between us, either we get together or we don't. Until we come to some sort of resolution here, I'm not just going to go find somebody else. I'll promise you that right now. Yeah. And that that made me feel very good because anything could happen. There was this guy on campus that was really, (laughs) really cute. There was another guy that I liked a little bit, actually. he was musically inclined, and I don't know how to play guitar. You guys looked pretty similar. We looked similar. We talked similar. And there was this day that we all went to Walmart together, and I told him, I was like, hey, man, me and Elena, (laughs) we're we're getting closer. It was so funny. And he was was like this. He was just being a guy, but he was like, you know, I could I could get her anytime I want. (laughs) And I was like, I'm just telling you, man. Me, and, so, me and Elena are getting closer. It was so funny. And you know, like, he's just being tough, but he's okay. okay. Well, but but you told me you'd wait for me on February 5th, but on Valentine's Day, I had happened to tell this particular guy that I had never had a Valentine's before, and he said, he got I'll be your Valentine's. So meet me at 9 o'clock, um, yeah. you know, Valentine's Day morning. I was jealous for and, sure. <laughs> and I said, yes, I think because deep in my heart, I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere, but I did like him. I thought he he was cute. He looked similar to you guys have very similar body shapes and stuff, but he was musical. I'd heard him sing songs before and he'd sang and like looked right at me before. And I was like, ah, oh. and I guess somewhere in my girly heart, somewhere I had to have this like feminine, like, Oh, a kind of a crush sort of, I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just what girls have, right? And I felt like I could like exhale that and just have this like cute little Valentine's Day date with someone. And I knew that like all, like I was sold out for Garrett and I knew that. But for some reason I said yes to this. It was the cutest Valentine's Day date. He bought me a box of chocolates. He got me coffee. We talked, we played chess or something. It was adorable. I was so it was so sweet. I had never had such a cute Valentine's Day in my life. And then I went to chapel after that and Garrett was at chapel and you saw me you saw me come back and you knew that I'd gone on a date with him yeah. and it was you weren't too thrilled about it. No, I was jealous. But it but, was cute. But if I had gone on a Valentine's date with Garrett, I would have freaked out because I wasn't yeah. ready to cross like romantic lines with him yet. I, this doesn't yeah. any, make any but sense. Anyway, it doesn't. But a- anyway. Anyway, when I uh, when I we, told him that conversation that, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not going to follow, I'm not going to run after anyone. And maybe that's why you had those insecurities because I had done maybe. that date with him. Maybe. That other guy. Garrett had told me, and this is what blew my mind. And I'll be done. I promise. Garrett had told me, 
I'm so glad you told me that because just yesterday I went on a walk and I was telling God that I was bummed out because I was afraid you were going to just find another boyfriend. And I remember sitting back. It was another one of those like, like just it hit me. Like God's presence was so real. And I was like, I literally just asked God last night, why is Garrett so bummed out? He told me it was because you were worried I was going to get another uh, some boyfriend somewhere else. And you were last night telling God that you were worried. I was like, oh my God, like God just mediated like this issue between us and it only got resolved from both of us like seeking like God's guidance in this and it just was another mind-blowing moment where I was like this isn't a mistake like this none of this is mistakes none of this is coincidence all of this is happening and it was the only like it was the only way I think we ever got in a relationship because the guidance felt so real God was the glue that held all of this together a hundred percent to to where it didn't you know our schedules didn't mess up or the conversations that we had with each other they didn't go off the rails or anything like that and you know i at least would wonder in my christian walk is all of this fake does any of this mean anything like or am i yeah or okay. am i just duping myself but then I think about moments like that in my life where conversations that we would have would be so shockingly similar so in the insane. things that we were dealing with. And it was, there's no coincidence. How, how, did, I, how did I nail yeah, what, so what was bothering you? The, to me, that's proof enough that there is a God yeah. and he is orchestrating these things. And you can have... You can't have an excellent and optimal life with God. Yeah. Yeah. Even all of these things, all of these things convince me without a shadow of a doubt that God is there. And it's better to have a relationship with God than not have a relationship with God because of the success that we've had as a couple. Or at least at that time. Even in the face of the church and religion and conservative Christianity. Legalism and all that stuff. Causing us a lot of harm at the same time that never that never yeah kept so like god was the glue that held it all together even when yeah all those other things were actually working against us big time sure uh and i think god even knew that those like religious like like fears that i had he even knew how to help me get through those yeah and how to handle a relationship that wouldn't scare me yeah um Anyway, we decided to uh, go our separate ways. You were teaching in China. I was teaching at camp. And we weren't talking the whole time. Oh, my God. It was the long, and, it was 83 days from the day he left to go back to Oregon to the day he was going to fly back. We didn't see each other. We, we you know, we, we were doing the Christian thing. We were doing camp. We were doing ministry. We were doing devotions as much as we could praying as much as we could I had so much peace in my heart i knew what we were doing was hard as hell but it was what we were supposed to be doing we ended up we ended up coming back august 14th yeah he he flew back to rochester where i was living i picked him up from the airport yep we ended up coming back and um elena picked me up at the airport and i asked with my sister because we still had to be in a group i was like (laughs) has god's voice changed well we you picked up i picked up at the airport 
We went back to my house. Mm-hmm. You showed me and my family pictures of your summer. I didn't care about any yeah. of those stupid pictures. I just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> but and yeah, then we but went out alone anyway, for the very first but time. But yeah, anyway, we're, I was like, I was like, has God's voice changed? Mm-hmm. And you were like, no. No, it hasn't changed. And I was like. And then he read me a letter that he wrote. I was like, mine hasn't. God's voice in my heart hasn't changed either. And my mind hasn't changed either. Um, What'd the letter say? And then I, and then I read you this letter that was like, you know, I, I quoted a couple of Bible verses. John 14, six was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to read the letter cause it's just, it's a little too personal <laughs> for me. And sappy, um, but cute. But essentially I was like, this is the beginning of the rest of our lives. But what did you say in the letter? You know, I told you that I loved you. <laughs> he did. He looked me in the eyes. I did. We were it alone. Was, it was scary, but at this point, I was all in. Yeah. So because God's voice hadn't changed. And what God says, he means. Outside of God's voice, how did you feel? I was really giddy and excited to get into a romantic relationship. It was all romance from like, that day forward for me because when like, you when you say like god's voice didn't change oh this is god's okay so like i've done we've done that the legwork for god we've put we've put the actual legwork into it so now we can let our hair down a little bit and we can actually start getting in a romantic relationship and we can talk about like the rules do we kiss do we not kiss do we touch um but Do you we said sit together? you said you loved me. And I did. You really felt that way. I that did. wasn't that because I want to clarify. No. It's not just like oh well, God told I, me I to. I wasn't throwing away some line because I wanted to. Because God told you to. Wanted to get and I don't know for for whatever reason. Th- this is what I wanted, and God knew it, and He provided it, and we were there. We were in a great, excellent, romantic place. And you looked at me and told me you loved me. It's and true. we went on our first romantic date where we walked along the beach late that night. Yeah, in uh, Lake Ontario. The very first time we touched each other, we held hands. Yeah. Yeah. And now. He didn't know w- how to hold hands. Yeah, I didn't way. know how to cute. hold hands. He never held hands with I was girl never before. in a relationship before, so. He was really funny and awkward about holding hands. It was right. cute. Um, but yeah, it was. It was mind blowing to me. Yeah, it was really it was really something. I want to get into a romantic relationship. I think we should save that for another episode. I think so, too. Because the kids have been very gracious. And they've given us an hour and two minutes exactly. So, until next time. (laughs) You're smiling so much right now. (laughs) I know. I want to get into the romantic relationship. There's so much I want to say about all of it. But I guess to sum up this episode, we, we listen to God's direction. And God rewarded us greatly, immensely. God knew what we wanted, I think, even more than we knew what we wanted. And all of this foundation is what we've used in our romantic relationship, in our marriage, in raising children. Because of what we did in that time, we have an excellent relationship today. We were so careful with... Um, that our hearts that foundation has built our family our finances our romance 
everything. Oh, oh here comes the kiddo. There's Perfect Adelaide. Timing. Perfect timing. Everett's awake. Everett's awake. Oh, the baby's awake. But anyway, yeah, that foundation is has laid the groundwork for our life today. And let me tell you, it's it, it it's the best foundation. If if the I loves you, if the I love you's and the romance had come first, I think I always always would have questioned the real like the reality of our love for each other. But since everything else came first, us being best friends, us yeah. listening to God, us talking through things, I knew that the I love you was just yeah. the next step. It only made sense. If you if you and if any listeners here are in a relationship, I would urge you urge you guys just invite God's presence in your guys' lives because I know I I told I asked myself is all this a sham am I kidding myself does none of this exist but God is 100% totally true and our relationship wouldn't be what it is without him and God's not necessarily in a church or in a confessional or in um, uh, or even in necessarily some devotional book or even the Bible, yeah. you know, don't, don't seek God's voice anywhere other than God himself, Yeah. you know, because don't anything, any of those other places could be interpreted wrong when literally I just tell God how I'm feeling raw and real as it is. And I feel like I get, I get, it's I true. know, I don't feel like I know I get direction and response. And I think that's a relationship with yeah. God is in too many religions and too many people in churches yeah. take that and mutilate it twist well, it but that's god we can talk about this i know i know, I know. we can fill a whole episode in what god means versus what the church says and all that stuff but that's the episode thank you so much for listening can you say tune I love in you? for the next episode because I we're going to be talking you. about I romance love say i love you i love you say bye bye adelaide say bye 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 say bye bye no all right okay. bye everyone bye